So if you asked me, I don't know, seven years ago, I would have had a like memorized straight line of, I know exactly what this is and what it looks like. Um, And um, over time, it's really gotten um, more complicated and less clear. Hey, it's Trisha Wellstad and our Leadership Center Called to Thrive podcast. And this series of episodes is for anyone who is needing clarity on their vocation. So whether you are early, mid, or late career in realizing you are not finding fulfillment in your work, or feel like you have lost your purpose or calling in the world, this show is for you. My coaching conversation with Sarah Lattimore will support you in anchoring your vocation so you can move forward in your life with conviction. Sarah and I connected in the fall of 2021 and have had several conversations about calling. She's felt stuck for a while now, so I invited her to join me for our mini-series to get her own personalized coaching while giving you an insight into the vocational coaching process. Take 20 minutes and listen to this coaching conversation. I believe it's going to lead you closer to clarity in your own calling as you listen in to Sarah getting clear on hers. Sarah, I am so excited that you are joining us today. Thank you for joining me to have this conversation about vocation. And uh, I'm looking forward to all of the things we get to go through in this this little bit of time together. But before we get started, I wanted to just mention a little bit about you. So Sarah is adopted, a wife of 17 years, a mother to two amazing children who give her opportunities to be a cheerleader, to dress up like a princess, play in the mud, and go on amazing adventures. With a bachelor's in political science and sociology, Sarah worked for Child Protective Services as a legal caseworker before following a call into full-time ministry in 2008. During her time in full-time ministry, Sarah has served in medium to large size local congregations, as well as camp ministry. Sarah has a passion for serving others, writing, and speaking. And in 2016, Sarah worked on a joint publication as a curriculum writer. Sarah wrote the Intergenerational Family and Day Camp resource uh, Resources in Beyond Belief for Inside Out Christian Resources for Outdoor Ministry. That was published by Chalice Press and release date of 2018. Sarah is looking forward to writing her own book next. Woohoo! Uh, Sarah completed her MDiv in 2019 and is currently working on her doctorate in leadership and global perspectives. Also, woohoo! I'm excited about that. Sarah currently serves in a ministry position leading a congregation and living life missionally as the director of missional ministries. She is an innovator and visionary who looks to find empowering and dignity restoring ways of sharing the love of Christ while addressing needs. So beyond Sarah's work, she dreams of growing her family through adoption, kayaking with orcas, and traveling in an RV across North America and internationally. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And I'm I'm just excited to dive into your story with you a little bit more in this conversation. So Sarah, I want to welcome you again and say, what made you interested in this conversation on vocation? Yeah. So thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to have the conversation too. And um, you can tell I'm an adventure junkie a little bit, right? (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, so I am. 
I've just been feeling um, the need to just really explore um, how I continue moving forward in vocation and in life um, and just with all the various passions, what where they intersect and how I can um, better utilize my gifts and talents um, for the things that I'm called to. So that's awesome. Well, we're going to dive into that. This is going to be different than a typical interview. And so I'm doing this on purpose. We, we chatted about this a bit before. And our hope here is to not just get to know a bit more about your story or a little bit more about what I do with coaching, but to actually make this a coaching experience, like a live set of mini coaching experiences that we have together. We're recording these and then we're sharing them out for people. So that way others can be supported through the way that you are going in your vocation, through the way that I'm supporting you in your vocation. I hope that this will be something that's a uh, really valuable resource for anybody to listen to. So I'm excited about our conversation. Let's dive in. So up until now, Sarah, what have been your thoughts on vocation? So I have always thought of vocation um, really as my calling. Um, I I am firm believer of doing um, you're living your calling out in anything and in every place in every place that you are. Um, but for me. Um, it's always been really closely linked to my job. Um, and so it's hard to like find things to do that when I feel like it's not really related to my calling and I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's the right fit. Right. Um, but I think also um, it tends to, for me, get a little tied up in my identity um, as well. And so um so I get a little, I get a little lost in the mix of defining it because um, it seems broad at times. And when you say your identity, do you mean like your job gets tied up into your identity or your vocation? Help me understand. Well, that both a little bit. Yeah. Like my vocation um, definitely is, becomes a lot of who I am and, um, and all of my various passions. Um, and then my job gets there too. Right. And I start to, and that's when I start to really feel a lot of struggle at times, um, is just, uh, making sure that I remember what my real identity is in. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, I think that's good. And what you're even naming and the complexity of it is something that I like to get at when I'm working with clients and friends and just the conversation always, tends to go to like, what actually is vocation or what is calling you? We can use those two words interchangeably. And so, and I'm okay with doing that. Vocation has tended to come out of the Catholic church and it used to be just for professional ministers. Like that's who used that, that phrase. And now more today when people say, oh, what's your vocation? They just assume like, oh, what's your job? Like, what is it that you do? And so sometimes we can have that kind of automatic deferral to job, especially if we don't have roots in the Catholic church or in some of that history there. Uh, but it also can be used with calling, which also can get complex because when you think of calling, we think of like this really high calling or calling from God, especially if you're coming from the Christian tradition and, um, and I think, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more in our next episode, like kind of that high calling and as not as opposed to, but as in relation to our personal, like, who are we, 
What unique things do we have? But I would say if we're going to go just with the broad spectrum of vocation or calling, I tend to think of it as our why. It's, it's really the fulfillment of our life's purpose, regardless of our job or our income. So there's this core piece to vocation or calling, which is like, it's the why, it's the unction that sets us into doing what it is that we do. Um, it sets the doing into motion, but it's coming out of who we are. And Frederick Buchner says, and you may have heard this quote before, it's where our deep joy meets the world's deep need. And I love that quote because it it ties together the, the thing that's in us that helps to heal and serve the world. And so those are the things that I'm like, oh, this is, it, it makes a lasting, meaningful difference. That's not just for here and now, it's not just to pay me. It's not um, just to pass the time or some some other thing like that. But really, it's it's something that's deep and he- weighty for us. Which, as we're in this conversation, can you can feel like a little overwhelmed by like the weightiness of it? And then, how do you choose? Do you ever is that something that like comes to mind as you're? I've seen you smile. <laughs> well, yeah, I think. Um... Yeah. When I think about like my calling, my vocation, it's always comes back to um, that sense of what am I adding to the world through this? Um, and it, it does definitely become my, my why um, it, it has for me to, to really find fulfillment and joy in it. I definitely have to stay focused on that. Why? And everything has been um that I've chosen in life has been balanced with that probably even more than I realized at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I'm, and I'm glad because it's, if you don't have a why or an anchor, then it's easy to drift and it's still easy to drift even when you do, or or it can happen because we get caught up in the daily doing of the things that maybe were tied to our why originally, but sometimes there's a drifting away from that. Um, I'm going to get a drink of water. So just one other thought about vocation and the roots of it. it. The word vocation, it is rooted in Latin and it's the root word is voice. And it literally means to listen. And so this is a whole conversation in listening. I'll be listening to you and you will be listening to you. And we will be listening to the bigger voice of what God is up to in, in your life and um, and we're listening to your life, to your history, and to to the sense of what what comes next from what has been. And so I hope that's really helpful for you. Um, I'm wondering for you, what makes vocation feel important? I know it's your why, and from what you've said, I think you've shared a little bit about that, but is there something that you feel like there's a, a value or a weight to it? Um, yeah, I think the importance comes from, um, the fact that I attach it to my calling, which I feel is that higher calling. Um, and so I feel like I have to always make decisions based on going back to that core, um, and, and then being a good steward and using my gifts well, uh, and not wanting to waste those. I definitely am one of the p- people that does not want to waste an opportunity, regardless of how uh, joyful or hard it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
I think that's part of why that would be important. And then I think when I start to um, really consider my, my identity piece that gets attached to it at times, uh, then it becomes important because it's what I'm representing as, as me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want that to be the best um, representation that it can be as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's you shining out into the world, right. And, and who you are, which can feel a little bit daunting at points, I think, but I think there's also these other sides to it. Um, when we know our sense of vocation more clearly, it, it can give us a sense of what to say yes to and what to say no to. So we know it, it more easily aligns our path like, Oh, well, I'm not here. This is not part of my why. So I'm not going to do this thing. Or this is, this gets me excited. It brings me joy. It makes it less of a concern about who you are and how you're identifying because you're like, well, obviously, as I know this, I just walk in it. And there's a more of a freedom there than, a, like I would say, the weight of a burden. Does that hit home for you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that's exactly um, what how this conversation benefits me because um, I definitely have felt a bit lost and unclear in in some of that discernment for sure. So, yeah, my my hope for you is that we can get you some clarity because there's this sense of um, being clear on our purpose for our future helps us to easily more easily discern what to do with our life. Like if we go, oh, I know who I am, where to use my talents and my time, then I can just move forward a bit more easily. That doesn't mean there's no challenge. That doesn't mean there's no um, hurdles that we get to to cover. But I, I do think that it helps us to move through them with more perseverance and more hope for our future. And also, gosh, I think of Viktor Frankl, um, have you read or heard of Man's Search for Meaning? I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. Sure. I mean, it's it's such a like well-known text. And I don't know if everybody has read this or, or not, but one of the quotes that he talks about in there is, or he says, is the frustrated will to meaning is vicariously compensated for by a will to power, which is essentially the will to money or the will to pleasure. And he's talking about meaning and purpose in our life. And if we lack a clear meaning or purpose, our will or our, our purposeness or purpose, I guess, um, can be wooed by shiny objects, you know, income, prestige, comfort, fame, all sorts of different things. And really the, the whole intent of the text is that we would have a deep sense of meaning that is in our life. So that way we can not be wooed by things that are fleeting really, but things that are deeply important and valuable to ourselves and to our world. So, okay. What would you, if you could name what you would consider your calling or vocation at this point or where, where you've navigated it up to at this point, where are you at? Um, so if you ask me 
I don't know, seven years ago, I would have had a like memorized straight line of, I know exactly what this is and what it looks like. Um, And um, over time, it's really gotten um, more complicated and less clear. Um, I, I know that, um, that ministry is a piece of that for me. Um, But it's hard to, for me at this point to see how that plays out. Um, And but the core of my calling um, is definitely to lead and to serve um, in a Christ-like way, right? And with the love and compassion of Christ. And so I think that is, that's the core, but how that's lived out gets really muddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think that that's a good beginning. Like, you know, the, okay, you want to lead and serve in a Christ-like way. That's, did I get that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which I think is, it's a good foundation. Obviously it's a, it's a well-formed character foundation and we can build from that. We can do that, do good things with that. I think that there are some nuance and some particularities that we get to have in that conversation around um, and within your sense of vocation. Like there's, uh, there's leading and service to whom, for why, what does that bring to the world? What are the outcomes? There's so much life and, and purpose and even specifics that we can add and like implement to nuance and make it not just a, a calling that anyone could have that finds themselves following Christ or is intentionally chosen to follow Christ, um, but but very particular to who Sarah is. How do we do that in a way that fits your personality, your sense of gifts, your life experience, your own redemption from pain, and what you see as like the the deep passion, the things that make you pound the table, the things that make you really um, sing, like and dance and and feel the joy in your body and all around you, and I think even your own bio that you that you had written that I read earlier names, little bits of that, like pieces of that. And so we're going to come back to that as well. But I just wanted to to note, like this is a good beginning and it goes beyond. There's more in this more, more concrete focus pieces and more direction that we get to add in this. So on a scale of one to 10, how clear have you been on your sense of vocation? Like if you were to just rank it for me. Uh, today, I'm probably a four, move into a five. Hey. <laughs> but I definitely appreciate like what you're saying in that, um, that it feels very broad I've, because I've lost that. I've lost that focus in the depths of all the work that I've done um, and all of the yeses that I've said. Uh, to lots of different things. And so, um, so yeah, the clarity piece for me, I think will be really helpful. That's good. I'm so glad. And, and I'm confident and holding hope for these conversations. We are doing this, not knowing what exactly is going to come, but I, I'm excited about it. And I, and I know that as we walk through this process of clarifying your sense of vocation. My, uh, my intention for you is that you'll be able to really make some moves. And, and actually I want to ask you about that. Um, 
what outcomes are you really hoping to have from our coaching conversation? Oh, yeah. So I think, um, well, we've said it clarity for sure. Um, but I'd love to have, um, some, some action steps, some things that I could actually, um, start stepping towards. I'm definitely a person of action. And when I get stuck, I get restless. Um, and, and so for me to have things that I can feel like I'm still moving towards, um, whatever the, the end is, or just the vocation is that I'm still continuing to work, um, in those ways, I think would be really beneficial for me. Okay. So some clarity and action steps, next steps towards moving, uh, forward in your sense of vocation. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes, Absolutely. That's not hard. We, we will be just fine with those action steps and who knows, maybe we'll have a little bit more. Maybe you'll have some things that are realigned that you didn't expect. Um, you'll be able to like take some steps that, um, are, might feel a little daunting right now or a little risky. And so that's okay. Let's not worry about those right now. So we'll we'll start where we are. (laughs) That sounds great. (laughs) Good. Good. Okay. Well, in these next episodes, what we're going to do is we're going to walk through um, your sense of calling and vocation in, in bite-sized pieces. And so in the next episode, we begin, we're going to start with your values, and then we'll move forward from that towards healing the world and even touch on points of pain and how those have affected your calling from your own life. And I'm excited to have the conversation with you. Thank you for being willing to be open and honest in this, but it's a vulnerable space. We're just doing like a, it feels live, but we're recording this coaching and we're going to share it out with people. And so I just appreciate you willing, being willing to take the risk to be in the journey with me. Well, I'm excited to, to get to do it. And, um, you know, I've always believed that if, if my story can help someone, I'm willing to share it, even the not so pretty parts of it. So, um, thank you for the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for joining us friends. Isn't Sarah incredible. If you want to listen to the whole series of our conversations, be sure to click the link in the show notes. And if you want more support in clarifying and activating your calling, I would love for you to join us for our vocational intro course. You are going to be guided through a process to create a credo that helps you own your calling and live in alignment in your work so you can thrive in all you are and do. I have been coaching people for over 10 years now and have come alongside hundreds of women and men in discerning their vocation. So if getting clarity in your calling sounds like something you want, go to nwleadershipcenter.com forward slash courses. You were created to thrive. Keep living your calling and welcoming others because together we get to transform the world. Thanks so much for listening and I will catch you next time on the Leadership Center Call to Thrive podcast.